All right. You want 500 bucks? Sure. How about three? $300? Yeah. Three's fine. Yeah. My children are staying here tonight watching TV. I want you to check up on them every 30 minutes. Check up on them? Yeah, make sure they are all right, make sure they are fed, make sure they go to bed, you know, these things. Sir, I can send out for a babysitting service. No. I don't trust babysitters. My children are safer alone than with some fucked up pedophile babysitter I don't know from the man in the fucking moon. What about him? What makes you think you can trust him? Tell me that's not a face you can trust. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Four rooms left me with a hollow. Okay, that rhymed weirder and longer than I had expected it to be. Walk in if you are not afraid of spoilers. Hey everyone, this is Sonal and you are listening to the very first episode of Featuring This Week. For all you listeners, let me tell you a bit about myself. I love movies. The love that I am speaking about here is in all caps and bold. I have been watching movies for longer than I can remember and I am only 27 right now. I particularly love the horror and the thriller genres but like a true fan of cinema I experiment other genres and all possible languages. In featuring this week I will be talking about one random movie that I picked up and watched during the week. Featuring this week I have the movie Four Rooms with me. Going by the Google or the Wikipedia description Four Rooms is a black comedy movie and anyone who knows me knows I cannot sit through a comedy movie. But then I decided to take the plunge because why not? Four Rooms was released in 1995 and it is an anthology of four stories by four of the hottest directors of the time. Alison Anders, Alexander Rockwell, Robert Rodriguez and... Quentin Tarantino. Are you ready? Ready. Four Rooms is set on New Year's Eve in Hotel Monsignor. The movie starts with the old bellhop of the hotel giving advice to the new bellhop, much like that one senior we all have in our lives. Now this new bellhop is a guy named Ted and the character is played by Tim Roth and he's on his very first day of the job. It is interesting to see how this bellhop is the only person operating in the hotel but sure, weird things happen all the time, don't they? The movie then takes you to four different rooms of the hotel where each story takes place. The first story is titled The Missing Ingredient, written and directed by Alison Anders and it takes place in the honeymoon suite. Ted, the bellhop, is met with a bizarre group of ladies who turn out to be a coven of witches trying to reverse a spell and resurrect their goddess Diana. For the ritual, uh, they have some ingredients with themselves and some ingredients they list out to Ted, the bellhop. Come to think of it, I have been 
calling him Ted the Bellhop a lot, but I'll just settle with it. Anyway, they ask Ted the Bellhop to get some more ingredients from the kitchen, and it is then that they realize that among the ingredients that they have with themselves there is one ingredient which is missing and which is apparently the key ingredient now when ted is back with the set of items that he was sent to get he is fortunately or unfortunately compelled to help and post that the spell reversal is complete because of course they get the ingredient the missing ingredient and then Ted the bellhop is back to the front desk where he answers a call from a guest who needs some ice before he could figure out the floor or the room number of the guest he hangs up the phone and that's where we are taken to the second room or the second story of the movie the second story is titled the wrong man written and directed by alexander rockwell and it takes place in room number 404 where ted the bellhop arrives with the previously asked ice of course this is not the correct room because the story would have ended right then if it had been the correct room but anyway the minute ted the bellhop enters the room he is accused by a man called siegfried of having an affair with his wife angela and this beautiful angela is tied up and gagged on a chair ted is confused he's so confused he would have probably put a kindergartner to shame but he's very confused and he's trying to understand what's happening he's trying to clear the confusion but siegfried hears none of it and he puts a gun to ted's head wow neat rhyme he puts a gun to ted's head and forces him to partake in the situation and at one point siegfried falls down and is seen to be having an attack of sorts so he sends ted to get his medicine from the bathroom cabinet and seeing this as a chance to escape he tries to get out of the bathroom window but he's stuck there and he's shouting for help and the way he is coming out of the bathroom window he is facing the sky and all of a sudden he sees this face from the window above this room like from the floor above the room where ted the bellhop is currently stuck and turns out that random person whose face is visible is the person who had asked for the ice and he just mutters the word ice and he pukes and of course ted the bellhop jumps inside the bathroom before his face could be decorated but yeah and when he goes back inside the room he realizes that everything that was happening the accusation the anger 
the pleading all of that was a drama Siegfried and uh, Angela were trying out a fantasy hostage situation so he just runs or escapes from the room and right when he heads out of the door into the corridor another man enters the same room room number 404 and from the background you can hear Siegfried telling the exact same things that he told Ted the bellhop so he's just fed up and he leaves there are two things that i absolutely hate in the world one is flying cockroaches the other is children who cannot keep quiet not that children are supposed to stay quiet but in specific i am talking about kids who misbehave a lot that brings us to our third story which is very rightly titled the misbehaviors written and directed by robert rodriguez it takes place in room 309 where we see a husband a wife and their two kids the daughter and the son getting ready in the bathroom for a new year's eve party and the father calls the front desk for a champagne he then takes a look at the kids realizes what level of brats they are and he suggests that they leave the kids behind and attend the party themselves the kids can probably just watch the tv the kids aren't too excited about this but they are also pretty unbothered before the parents leave who should come but the ever faithful ted the bellhop with the bottle of champagne now the father here is a mexican mafia boss kind of thing he's he's a gangster so he literally grabs poor ted and tells him that if he is able to check on the kids every 30 minutes makes them stay out of trouble and does not let them misbehave he can have 500 dollars now ted hesitates at first but he finally accepts the offer because let's face it for 500 dollars probably even you would have agreed to do that no matter how much you hate kids i would have taken it up as well so the parents leave for the night and ted asks the kids to ring him up only when there's an emergency now here's the thing you tell kids to do one thing they will do the exact opposite of it they turn the room upside down the minute ted the bellhop steps out the son takes up a cigarette blows out a champagne bottle the girl ruins an absolutely perfect painting with her mother's lipstick and she also somehow manages to find an injection in one of the drawers the kids are probably 7 to 10 years of age and this is what they have done till now the doctor also insistently calls our ted and he's naturally unnerved by the kids tantrums so he goes up and tries to put them to sleep but hours later around midnight the kids wake up because of the fireworks happening outside and the daughter starts drinking the champagne Throughout the story the kids have been complaining and accusing each other of having smelly feet 
smelly cat smelly cat but after midnight the daughter realized that the smell started getting stronger so she looks around and finally moves the mattress of the bed to discover a dead lady who has been fit at a very unusual angle inside the frame of the bed she freaks out drops the champagne and her go to method is to call ted the bellhop who obviously does not believe her because who would i wouldn't believe if i have gone through so much trauma because of two little kids but after she frantically keeps calling him and he can obviously feel her hi- hyperventilating he decides to go upstairs and he also does that because he spots the parents coming in through the hotel's main door so he rushes to the room to find it completely topsy turvy at this point everyone in the room is freaking out and the daughter stabs ted the bellhop in the leg with the injection that she found and ted is trying to pull the corpse out of the bed and the room catches fire at the exact moment the parents enter the room had that been my dad i would probably have been thrown out of the room along with ted the bellhop but in this case the father just takes a look around the room sees everything and he just proceeds to ask ted the bellhop did they misbehave at this point ted the bellhop is so frustrated that he walks out of the misbehavers room and he storms off to the front desk and he calls up this woman called betty who is probably the owner of the hotel although she does not look like someone who would own a hotel okay i shouldn't be too judgmental here but anyway he calls up this woman called betty and he's ranting about how this is the worst thing ever how everything in the hotel is a complete disaster how he will not work a minute more and he is also getting constant calls from the penthouse and betty asks ted the bellhop if it's from the penthouse and ted the bellhop says yes but he'll not attend the call and betty persuades him and tells him that it's an important call and he should serve the people in the penthouse because they are very important people so he decides to do this one last time which brings us to our fourth story the man from hollywood written and directed by none other than quentin tarantino and of course it takes place in the penthouse when ted the bellhop reaches the penthouse he is met by a very famous hollywood director called chester rush who is played by quentin tarantino quentin tarantino and no not quentin tarantula that's me every single time anyway 
Chester Rush had asked for some very bizarre things and in the penthouse we see some other people as well one is Chester's friend Norman then there's another friend who's on a call with his wife the friend is called Leo and then we also see Angela from room 404 who is Siegfried's wife so Ted brings with him some very bizarre items that were requested by Chester when he was on call with Betty and the items are a block of wood three nails a ball of twine a bucket of ice a donut for himself a club sandwich for Angela and last but not the least a hatchet as sharp as the devil himself now ted the bellhop has no idea what these things are going to be used for but turns out there is a challenge that is supposed to be happening in the room in the penthouse room that night which is for norman to be able to light his cigarette 10 times in a row if norman is able to do that he will get chester's brand new car and if he does not if he fails to light it 10 times a row norman's pinky finger will be cut off so the bucket of ice is for norman's finger to be stored in so that they can immediately take him to a doctor and sew it off now this challenge feels very fascinating to ted the bellhop but then chester rush assigns him a role which is to wheel the hatchet or cut off norman's finger if he is unable to light his lighter 10 times a row are very confused ted the bellhop walks up to leave but then chester rush and the rest of the people in the penthouse ask him to stay for a minute and listen to the pitch and if he stays for a minute he would be given 100 dollars and if he performs the role then he will be given 900 dollars so in total he was offered a thousand dollars and of course money speaks and ted the bellhop stayed back at least as a standby if need be so they start the challenge and turns out norman was unable to light the lighter on his very first trial so the finger was cut off and the 1000 dollars were pocketed and ted the bellhop walks into oblivion not into oblivion he walks into the elevator and in the background you can hear poor norman screaming for his finger all right that was four rooms for you or at least the plot line of four rooms for you the stories are not interconnected as such except the common occurrence of ted the bellhop 
but you will definitely see or hear two characters overlapping in two of the stories you will understand that when you are actually watching the movie and not just listening to me talk about it on the podcast episode the movie was conceptualized when the four directors decided to get together and come up with a movie based on ruwal dal's stories for adults don't tell me you don't know who ruwal dal is because i'm very sure you must have heard of charlie and the chocolate factory and matilda if you have not read them at least so these four people they decide to come up with movie adaptations and what do they do they make a royal mess out of it but before i address that bit let me talk about what i liked in the movie the movie starts with this very typical to 80s and 90s cinema which is an animated sequence now as much as i love watching movies I usually skip the introduction bit where they are listing out all the people associated with the movie. No offense to the people related to the movie, but can we skip to the good part? I just like starting my movie from the very first scene. But this animated sequence definitely kept me hooked on to the introduction part of the movie. Next we have Tim Roth who plays Ted the Bellhop. his exaggerated pantomime gestures and body language and the way his facial expressions happen in the various scenes of the movie is something that makes the movie enjoyable to an extent he kind of resembles jim carrey in a lot of uh, scenes where he does things with his face but i would definitely like to give it to him that he did a pretty good job there considering that his character has to go through a lot of trauma in one single night because of a lot of people in the hotel from a technical point of view i really loved how the camera pans and angles in different scenes so if you're someone who is interested in the technical nitty gritties of movies then This is something that is really going to amuse you. Coming to my experience during and after the movie, like I said in the very beginning of the episode, I was left with a hollow and right now I am not sure how I can fill that void in my mind. I felt like I needed a refund of my time. I know it sounds like an oxymoron at this point because i kind of want you to watch the movie but i also give off the vibe that i wasted my time watching it but hear me out here's exactly why you should watch the movie this movie is the epitome of how too many cooks spoil the broth you might think that these four brilliant directors who aced in their personal projects would come up with sheer brilliance if they team up together but the exact opposite is what happened the scripting was haphazard the segments felt like a long running gag where you are left clueless and the movie gets lame after a point 
for me the lamest story was the missing ingredient honestly i have no clue as to why a movie adaptation was made out of it and if i do have to pick a favorite from the lot it would probably be the misbehaviors which was relatively less annoying for me the movie was obviously a cult classic amongst tarantino fans because of course once you enter the world of tarantino there's no way out four rooms had huge names attached to it there was madonna lily taylor antonio banderas marisa tomei bruce willis and a lot of other people but it failed to come up with the level of success that was expected out of it but having said all of that four rooms makes for a decent one time watch if you do not have anything else to watch and you are pretty bored so you can probably watch this movie and have it running in the background while you are doing other stuff there is another movie called the bell boy which was released in 1960 or early 1960s i don't remember the exact date but the bell boy and four rooms are pretty alike in the fact that the character in the bell boy also goes through several sets of accidents or incidents in that movie but if you want to watch a really good comedy movie based in a hotel then you should definitely check out the grand budapest hotel it is one of the most cleverly made hotel comedies in recent times if you do watch four rooms and you feel like you have watched tim roth somewhere else as well then he has also acted in reservoir dogs and pulp fiction both of these are tarantino movies so you must have watched him there he has acted in a lot of other movies as well you might have watched him there as well but these are the two very famous movies where he has appeared and that was the end of the very first episode of featuring this week thank you so much for being a part of the pilot episode i cannot begin to express the amount of effort i had put in for this project of mine it had been under progress for a couple of months now and i'm feeling so happy that it's finally on floor if you liked what you heard and you are a cinephile or you just love watching movies and you want more of my content go click on that follow button right away featuring this week is available on spotify stitchers apple podcast and google podcasts and if you find a rating system anywhere that you're listening to then please do give it a rating it will help me produce better content for you i will be back next week with another movie that my random movie generator suggests me to watch but until then what i would like you to do is share this episode with whomever you want to and wherever you want to i have provided a link to the four rooms movie in the description so definitely go and watch the movie and we can perhaps have a discussion about the movie later and if you have some more time left after doing all of this 
you can re-listen to the episode and count the number of times I have said Ted the Bellhop in the episode. I'll see you next week and ta-da!